Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to German Chocolate, Life of a Mixed Girl. I'm Jessica Vivian, aka German Chuck. <laughs> and today I have another special guest here. It is Vanessa Garcia, fellow voice actress. Uh, we've got to know each other over Instagram um, and follow each other there. Vanessa does the uh, cool voiceover collaborations with other voice actors a lot of times through like Disney, Pixar, all the cool things. Go check her out. And um, she also just, I'm going to step away real quick. <laughs> got featured in a, a UK-based film and entertainment magazine called Real Social. You can also check it out on her LinkedIn and Instagram. So cool about the voiceover journey. So welcome and thanks for joining us. Hey, Vanessa. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. <laughs> and Vanessa is in LA area. That's where she lives. That's where she's from, local. Uh, a little jelly because there's so many voice actors that she gets to be. <laughs> and anybody that's listening here that's also a voice actor in Florida, hit me up because it's lonely. <laughs> Socialize. Networking is really key. It's it's fun. You make friends and also job opportunities are out there too. So that's a good thing. Very, very, very true. And you might think that this is another VO Corner episode, but actually <laughs> we might do that one day. It came together from we were doing a collab to um, Anna and Elsa Frozen. And um, and Vanessa was like, hey, fellow Latina, <laughs> because she saw a TikTok where I was um, doing a, a comedy bit from um, Gina Brion, where I was saying Latina. And I was like, yeah, I get that a lot. And um, so racial ambiguity became the topic because she said, yeah, I get the opposite, <laughs> opposite experience on that. And so we realized, okay, I, people think I'm Hispanic or Latina because of my name and the way I look. And then Vanessa being fair skinned gets the opposite a lot of times. So yeah, you even wrote your thesis paper on this topic. Huh. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Um, when I was applying to colleges, um, I did a personal statement on how a lot of people perceive me as too white to be Latina and too Latina to be white. Um, and finally, when I went to college, uh, I went to UCLA, uh, I decided to rush for some sororities. And it was very interesting uh, experience because literally my personal statement became a full-blown social experiment. Um, I'm, I'm a double major political science and sociologist. So it was very interesting to just see that actually play out in real life. Um, I, I literally was rushing for 11 sorority houses and I only got invited back to two the first day. Oh, were and they the ones you expected, kind of, sort of? Yeah, well, that was because I had friends in those houses. So it's not like everyone's like, oh, my God, how are you? What's your name? What's your major? What year are you? And, like, literally, it was that conversation for four or five times per house. Literally, I could have just had, like, a voice box and just hit play and say, hi, I'm Vanessa Garcia. My major is this. And I was just like, really? Really, and then when I started rushing for a Latina sorority, I mean, I I am fluent in Spanish. But I I'm conversational though, so I I'm not like full on like my my parents they're full on Spanish. You know, my mom's uh, Peruvian, my dad's Mexican, 
and like they taught us Spanglish. So <laughs> it's literally Spanish and English. So when when they talk to me in Spanish, I totally understand them a hundred percent. But when it's like you know, I I respond to them, it's in English. So oh. you know, when I was rushing in in my sorority, um, I like I didn't really fit the culture because I didn't know if. It, Vicente Fernandez and like um, Vicente Fernandez and see I can't even say that and so <laughs> I, I it was it was too much of like I was too white for them like I wasn't really fitting into the culture because I was not too Mexican or too Peruvian for them like I understood some like cultural references um like you know like Don Francisco and stuff like that but like I I wasn't fully entrenched in that culture either. So, I can totally relate to that because um, yeah. when I lived in uh, Germany, I never really thought about anything. I was just like German, but I was brown. Nobody really thought of anything. And when I lived in Detroit, it was interesting. I was actually seen as like black, just light skin, even though I didn't understand yeah. a lot of like American stuff, not necessarily related to black. And then when I lived in New York, I was around a lot of Hispanics that so they knew I wasn't. So I didn't have a home there as much, but I just like blended in. I was like, all right, let me learn like all these like, words. Right. And that's how I found my ex-husband. But my son, like what you said, I speak German to him. And But mm -hmm. even with my own family, we do uh, Denglish, Deutsch, German. Denglish, okay. So when uh, he understands everything too, but sometimes he'll throw the English words in too. And when I feel really like, okay, today I'm going to correct them. <laughs> I am like, okay, yeah. what would that word be in German? but the black thing like i live in florida so um i'm like cool there are not too many black people so when i do get around they don't really see me like as part of them like there was a juneteenth event and like this um white white lady asked me to like help like do you have time to volunteer I was like yeah i have time let's go help set up and i go there and um I'm like, yeah, kind of, I guess more white than anything <laughs> anything too and <laughs> i'm not spanish but then the um you could tell like the black people when they were seeing each other like yeah yo hey yeah and they, were, like, yeah. Excited. they didn't even acknowledge me at all and that happens to me here all the time because um black and latin a lot of times doesn't get don't get too you know, long yeah. so right right i don't have a home either <laughs> i don't have a home. It's, a, it's unfortunate really it, it really is because i mean we have a lot of like cultural similarities you know and and that's i mean i have i have a lot of like friends from all different races, genders, whatever. And I, I love learning the culture, you know, like if, if I, I like to say, I don't want to be willfully ignorant if I could avoid it. Yeah. Right. Like, cause we all have something to contribute to each other, um, that we just grew up with and we didn't never knew that was ignorant. Right. Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah. so like, you know, I, 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 I guess that's also the beauty of being like, um, racially ambiguous because literally you grow up with a sensitivity of knowing that you're different and you don't want to perceive that with other people. Um, you, you don't want other people to feel different, right? You yeah. want to be inclusive. But and I ask people so many times in the sense, I'm like, oh, I can tell you're probably like something. And some people are like, they would rather want to blend in. So some people right. do get offended if you like know this have an true. accent or something. But I was like, just be authentically right. you. It's like, fine, but I can't force anyone to be authentically them. But I feel like that, well, you know, people say, 
oh, my Barbie was never my skin color, my weight or anything. I don't know how you feel, but maybe because I'm just not one thing, I never felt that way. I also don't feel that I can't be anything because I never seen anyone like me. That would mean I could never be anything because there are probably not a lot of people that are mixed like me, CEOs as something or major actors. So I've never had that. So it must be crazy. And I, I really don't know what it must be like to grow up either fully Latin or fully black or Asian or something and, and feel like you can't do something because you're that one thing. And and here we are just trying to fit in somewhere. So we're just like, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I grew up in a predominantly Asian community um, where it's like half Asian and half Latinos. So I was like literally competing with Asian friends. So I think that's where like my kind of like competition and like my uh, nerdiness came in because like literally my friends were like competing against like, oh, who got the straight A's? Who got the, you know, who got a better grade than someone, you know? So like, like literally my upbringing was different. Um, and, and it was just because basically it's the nature versus nurture, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you're just, you're surrounded by a certain culture and you're like kind of embracing it, you know? So when I, when I went to UCLA, it was in like a culture shock, like how it was for a lot of people that I've met at, at in school. Everyone's like, oh my God, it's predominantly Asian and blah, blah, blah. I was like, hey, it's home. Like, <laughs> oh, like I know them. And, you know, so it was like, for me, it was easy for me to fit in to that culture because I was already immersed in that culture. Oh, that's so, so like, cool. <laughs> so like I, you know, and it was like half, Latino half Asian with my high school and then when I went to college it was like almost the same thing but like with more um uh, diversity you know I have like Indian friends I have like Jewish friends and then have like black friends and and like with each like subgroup they all taught me something different and I was just like I I I, I, I we just had this conversation like I'm a Libra and I like to have like a balance of things. And, and, I, and I like to know that like, I, I can kind of be a chameleon um, where I can go. Like, I, I like to have like throw out my individualness, but I also like to be like, hey, like I like to be part of the group. And like, you know, like for example, my African-American friends, um, like they taught me how to dance in like a certain way <laughs> or like, you know, my Indian friends uh, taught me like pajambi. And, and, and I was just like, it, it's it's very culturally mixed and so like I'm, i like to, long story short it's like i like to be sensitive with all the cultures just because i'm different and i know how it is to be different yeah that's really an advantage like uh, i actually yeah. just shared on linkedin uh um a ted talk from america ferrera and it was so good how she was talking about well you know i'm a latina so i'm gonna book me but then i don't sound like a latina right. uh but i look the part and then but if i want to play this and uh they they want a, a wider role or someone skinnier and she's like well my genetics are that way i like try to lose weight but it's not me and um to just be authentically you and uh and I, I find like voice acting, it might be a little easier for us because we just need to sound a certain way. If I, if I want to be a teen boy <laughs> or I want to be an older lady or like, a, hey, I'm just like, whatever, like so-and-so, then I can be that too. And as long as I can portray it, that's what acting is. But I don't have to look the part so people are not confused. Well, well actually, I did hear the contrary of that too. Um, one of my voice actors, um, shout out to Nisa Ward. Um, she's African-American, but she, she had voiced the concern that because she's Black, she's like typecast. 
playing black characters because of her um, ethnicity. And um, and she was just like kind of like pigeonholed and, and not not in a bad way, but it's just like she was like she always wanted to voice other characters besides being African-American characters. Yeah. And so I, I think it also has to do with um, practicing. I think we, we've discussed this before, um, practicing your voice and like the command of your voice, you know, like yeah, like this is like my authentic voice but I don't sound Latina, you know, and, and it, it kind of, I, I think it goes with training your voice to sound different other than your ethnicity. Cause I, I would assume that African-Americans have a certain way of, you know, an accent when they talk to each other uh, versus when they talk to like white people. And I've seen this. <laughs> That's that happen. switch uh, in, in yeah. Big Mouth and on it, Netflix. It's, it's really funny. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. Like it's it's the you have to put on your white voice, you know, your customer service white voice, where you don't sound like you're <laughs> you're from a different culture. You sound like you're from America. You know, like kind of like, like that. It's like a British. I actually I talked to a voice actress, and I mean, I don't have permission to probably say her name that that happened. So I'm just going to tell the story. She said she uh, had been casted for a role. It was a, a white character. And then they saw that she was mixed, but like dark, a little bit darker than me mixed. And they were like, oh, we can make this character black. When she And they wanted her to sound black. And she's like, well, I don't know how to sound like that. So she had to go to a voice coach to learn how to sound black to play that newly created black Wait, character. Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> so they changed the character based on her appearance? Yeah, but then she couldn't sound like it authentically. But now they were already, they really wanted that. Oh, so that my God. See, see, and, and that's, I, I have a problem with that. I have a problem with being too um, ethnically inclusive like that. Because, I mean, it, it's kind of like affirmative action, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and we could have like a debate on this all the time. Um, I'm, I am from the school of like your merit. You know, if you gave the performance that you gave, you should be the right person for yeah. that role. That's what acting is about. That's all right. I think. If you, it doesn't right. matter what your like background or anything exactly. is, you can act it. Exactly, and it and it should not matter your skin tone, your gender, your sexuality, whatever. Like it should not matter. It should be based on that role or on that character that you are auditioning for, and then running with it. And yeah. it helps. It helps if you have that cultural background, right? Yeah. And, and I'm not I'm not trying to knock down what the industry is doing right now. Oh, yeah, I know it, what you mean, great. but it's, it's going definitely you know? in a direction where it's not, again, not fair anymore. You have a smaller right. pool it, or they don't sound like, you know, so it, if, it's if becoming is, and I'm scared that this might become a reverse racism. Yeah. You know, and I don't like that either because that's too extreme of what we're trying to do. Right. Like yeah. I'm like I'm part of the fairness group. You know, if if a white person beats uh you know a, a minority person it should be because they did a better role yep. for that audition it should not be because 
oh, she's white and she's better than this minority or vice versa, right? The minority yeah. is better because of whatever, you know, should not be like that. Especially I'm, I'm, in voice acting. Especially, like, <laughs> yeah, because like we don't, we're not acting on camera. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it should not matter if like that's the case. And I love Danny Chambers, for example. I don't know if you follow her on Instagram. She does um, anime. So I wonder if depending on, you know, if it's sac Afro things that there may be more that way and anime is a little more open because they're like non-union, but Danny Chambers voices so many incredible characters and changes her voice in a way. She's like tiny little girls with like pink hair and, and all kinds of things. And she just voices it all. And I'm like, that's incredible. And like I said before, I'm usually not the person to be like, whoa, there's finally someone that does it even though a lot of people feel like i need to show that i can do it but it's just based on her performance she is mm -hmm. a great voice actress and if her voice fits that's exactly how it should be right no i totally get it it's kind of like how um hank azaria you know he he did the voice of apu on the simpsons and he he had to step down from playing apu because of the whole like oh well that's a stereotype you shouldn't do that and, yeah like you know, it's just, it's, it, I, I'm appreciative that the industry is becoming sensitive to race and racism. Um, but to what extent are they taking it too far? That is kind of up in the air right now. Like, I, we're I'm, in an interesting I'm, time, definitely. Yeah. And we're both in our mid thirties too. So it's already not easy right, <laughs> to get right, in. Exactly. But now we're like, don't fit a certain type if they're trying to type cast a certain right. thing so i'm really curious to see over the years where we're going to be and 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 um you know to be part of the fairness <laughs> fairness group yeah yeah it's just, it's just interesting i want i want to know how the industry is going to treat minorities in the future you know like i i love that like like people like us are could 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 finally have a chance in the industry i'm very grateful about that so I, I'm not knocking what the industry is doing, but I am really concerned about how enforced it is right now. And yeah. it, it should it should be like a not like a quota, but it should be like a fairness of like, you know, um, let's let's have like a, a all around diverse group of of a cast. Well, it's almost like what happened with uh, the women movement. We need more women in the business. So it, it's kind of similar to yeah. that in a sense. And then you have the the racial, the sexual orientation, and right. and all of the things. Um, but get, getting getting uh, back to the story. So you had the one <laughs> sorority story. I'm now really curious which sorority did it end up being that uh, you joined. I didn't join any sorority, honestly. Um, it just, it just, uh, I, I just, it was a social experiment for me. Let's put it that way. And I think it was because um, I didn't rush my freshman year, or else I would have probably, you know, got accepted to more sororities. But I think um, it was because I, I rushed my junior year, the start of my junior year, and um, and I knew the the girls already in those houses, so it, it kind of had an advantage because. Um, I, I knew a lot of, of my Jewish friends. So I, of, of course, like I was in, you know, the Jewish sorority, they were like, yeah, like we'll get you in. And, um, and then I had like another, uh, which ended up by the way, like my friends became my friends outside of the sorority. So I'm just like, why do I have to pay for friendship? I mean, no, not down, <laughs> like call. not putting down sororities. I'm just saying like, you know, you, you can make friends anywhere pretty much. 
So yeah, it might um, just be easier, I guess. Yeah, if people come from certain walks of life, but I, I one hundred percent get it. It seems super stressful. The pressure, also, like you said, you're interviewing. Um, but in terms of racial ambiguity, what was like the first experience you had, like a story where you said, "Oh, hmm, <laughs> that's what they think or or don't think." It could be. I mean, you were little, maybe even, or 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 in the industry, maybe. So. Well, th there are certain events that like uh, pop out, like especially when I was in like high school. I was in um, AP US history, and um, I remember like my um one of my classmates was mentioning um because I, I I said something to the effect of like, well, not all Latin people are like that, or so something like that, um, to that effect. And then I re always remember one of my classmates saying, Oh, I forgot you're Latina, <laughs> or like I forgot you're from Peru or from Mexico or something. I forgot you're not white, basically, is what they said. And I was like, Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and then another time was when, um, well, multiple times um, growing up in, in LA, um, I would be wearing like, for example, um, my UCLA sweatshirt. And then I would be in riding like a, a an elevator with other people. And I would always get this question and it really bothered me. Did you actually go there? <gasps> no, shut the front door. Multiple times, multiple times. I'm like and super impressed in general to know somebody who went to UCLA, but for somebody to say that, that's just rude. like that's in an ele like as an elevator conversation, you know, like, and, and this happened also at Disneyland on the ride to Space Mountain. I I was wearing my UCLA sweatshirt and they're like, you know, they, this one person turned around, saw my sweatshirt and said, did you actually go there? Wow. And then, you know, it, it started bothering me to a point where I was like, I actually did. You know, and I actually double majored and I actually graduated. And did you actually go to college too? Did you go there? That's funny you that you say that because I was just going to say, if you could put something on your shirt, one thing from all the frequent questions you asked, what would your shirt say? <laughs> I actually went there. You know? <laughs> that would be it because I'm a Latina. And, you know, statistically, Latinas don't do this schooling. They don't go to college. They're not educated, you know? And it bothered me, like, to the point where I had to literally tell them off. And then they're like, oh, my son or daughter or my nephew went there. And I'm like, okay, but not you, right? You didn't go to there? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's interesting that you thought. say that because before I was always like, when people thought you were black, that was already like, oh, you know, it could be hit or miss, but more and mm -hmm. more black people, you find them. But then when I took on the Spanish last name from my ex-husband, all of a sudden I felt like whenever that name was on something, you know, I'm not taken serious. I might not be smart, I, intelligent enough, or the worst thing that I don't speak English. I go to a doctor's office to assign me to a med tech that barely speaks English. And then it's a wow. really awkward conversation because they speak Spanish to me, but I'm not, I can kind of understand, but I don't, I can't really speak. So then we're both kind of with hand and feet or I get like a pamphlet that's like in Spanish. I was like, even if I did speak Spanish, you should just assume <laughs> that my first language is English. <laughs> 
Mm, they're assuming the other way around. They're assuming that yeah. like Spanish was your first language. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, it really then because so, you don't see like what you said a lot of Spanish people in higher positions. So then uh, with that name, it just right away infers like maybe you know that, that just can't really be anything. So and that's uh, just and, and yeah, and that's like the the bipolar opposite is like you're already categorized as something that you're not. You know, and and that I think that's just like the whole assumption of everyone, like especially everywhere. It's like you assume you're something, therefore you're in a box, therefore you cannot get out of the box. <laughs> so it's just it's just interesting. Get out of the box. It's definitely like funny shirts. I don't know. There's some, like an older episode I did where I did put something. Um, uh, that had like because you know pregnant ladies have like shirts and they usually say no i not i don't know what it is or i don't want to tell you i don't have to name it no you can't touch my belly or whatever yeah so that's yeah, how i yeah. came up with the idea of like you should just have like a shirt of the most common thing no i'm not spanish no i'm like this i'm, I'm german and african-american and blah blah oh blah, blah. God. i always feel the need to like when i go somewhere i'm like jess don't blurt out everything you did or you were in a military day i have a master's but it always ends up being like a weird conversation where i'm like oh yeah i'm a, I'm a comment veteran um where also the same thing what you said with ucla a lot of times you go and there's like veteran something and then they think the guy was the veteran i'm like no i'm i'm the veteran <laughs> and it happens to a lot of that's an awkward girls. like conversation to have you're like no i'm actually i'm actually it you're like oh you oh and you Especially get that, if like, you smile. expression i yeah, went to like, uh, <laughs> I went to like a, a job fair for like teaching. I was like, maybe I'll substitute uh, a little bit on the side. But they were looking because they were like hurting for teachers everywhere. And I was sitting and I'm smiling always when I'm somewhere. It's like my, you know, my friend. I'm like, oh, okay, smiling. But then people always want to talk. And someone's like, oh, are you here to be the grade school teacher? I was like, no, I was helping the like the, the high, uh, high schoolers. I'm like, yeah, I was in the military. Oh, what did you do? And then they think you did something dumb. I was like, I was a military police officer. And then all <laughs> expenses. And I'm like, I have the school bus driver like thought he could talk to me about something because i'm always like happy and smiling i was like okay let me tell you this that's not how things work i can like switch this face real easy <laughs> nice the command it comes out so like people always like judging even like and judging is like the big thing like judging by your color your name or by how you act if you're too friendly then they might think they can walk all over you if you're like so that's you another like, thing put on a smile maybe you know <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's that's that you know it's funny you say that because like my smile gets me in trouble a lot of times <laughs> people think i'm like flirting with them think i'm that's too the nice. Libra in you that's yeah well it's the natural charm you're just like hey i'm naturally friendly and then they're like oh are you hitting on me i'm like no where did you get that you're like oh because you're smiling at me and you're like you're having yep. I can't just be nice, like really. Like, I, I can't be like, like too. Like, like you look at people and then it... face on, leave me alone. Like, <laughs> so weird. Uh, speaking of that, that's actually a funny thing in in uh, dating life. I don't know. Are you on dating apps or something else where where that <laughs> comes into play as well? <laughs> you know, I I literally gave up on dating. Um, I um I'm on the let's see what happens and voiceover and follow my journey of life you know um and, and it's also interesting too because like i'm also um i'm queer so i'm i'm bisexual 
And it's just, it's just interesting because it's like another layer on top of my differentness, on top of my gender, on top of my sexuality. And it's just, it's just very interesting that like that also plays a role in, in I like, think I'm curious life. about that. I do have a question because I was asked like at work, you know, I have to fill out the things, which I don't understand why I have to share like my sexuality at work. But um, I mean, it, if you, I feel it's like a, a benefit almost because if you don't look at you know is it like a man or a woman like whoever like the charm sparks to it, it right. should be easier right because right. you're not going to double date anyone in the sense because right. i feel when just because i say i'm i'm straight or whatever i might not be i might have just not found the woman that you know what i mean like i don't know so just i don't want to claim a title <laughs> honestly that's exactly how i feel i feel like it's just you know i haven't found my person yet you know i haven't found the person i'm like narrowing it down you know, I'm literally on that self-authentic thing, like journey. And like, if that person comes to my life and it's like complimenting my life, then I will totally go for that person. But as of right now, it's like, I'm literally focusing on me. I mean, it would be nice to have a partner one day soon, hopefully. Um, you know, I'm not getting any younger. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it just, it's just another layer on top of like the ambiguity I already have with my identity. It's like, everyone's like, oh, you're also from like the gay community. I'm like, yeah, that's another layer. <laughs> um, so it, it's, it's very difficult and, and, and just, it's, I try to maneuver it as best as I can. And especially like when I get hit on from people and it's just like, <sighs> you have to explain the whole story. And like, instead of explaining the whole story, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm taken. And you know, yeah. it, it just- you Which do, that you know, doesn't hold people back either. I yeah, and, and that's <laughs> another thing like that happens too. It's like people actually get more bold to mm -hmm. ask, oh, well, maybe you're, you know, maybe you want something different. I'm just like, oh, come on. Do they still say that? Oh my God. <laughs> Which, which is why, like, I just, I gave up on the whole argument itself. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I have a boyfriend or something like that. Like, you know, like, especially if I'm, like, not interested, like, genuinely interested in that person. I actually had someone in the in the supermarket recently ask me that. Um, he was striking up a conversation while I was, like, picking up um, avocados. <laughs> so I was like, I'm picking up avocados. And he's like, oh, you know, how's your day going? Do you have anything planned on the weekend? I was being nice, okay, mm -hmm. being nice, had a smile on my face, even though I had a mask on, whatever. And I was just like, oh, you know, I'm doing this and that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, have a nice day. He literally follows me to like the potato section. Aww. And he's like, I would be a complete idiot if I didn't ask for your number and take you out on a date. And I'm just like, you're, mm, sorry, I have a boyfriend. And you know, and I don't want to go through that route of like yeah. my sexuality, whatever, whatever. It's just it's too much. I just went for groceries, <laughs> and then I was just like, stories are worse than others. But the right. whole following thing is always so creepy. Whenever it does happen, I'm like, I feel flattered, but also creeped out. <laughs> yeah, like I, I am flattered. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that like I can have a genuine conversation with someone, and they think I'm actually flirting with them. It's just. <laughs> conversation and so yeah that's like another layer on the layer <laughs> i think now i have more like mean face all the time so, but i think it's because i'm thinking so hard all the time so my face is always like this so my mom was taking pictures of me a couple months ago when i went to uh um uh, anime convention with my son and i was like cosplaying for the first time and she took pictures it's like ew do i look like that all the time i look freaking mean right now 
Wait, your cosplay on? Yeah, I was like, but my face was like just because I think I'm staring at the computer all the time. So I'm like, I'm, oh, so I'm like on that side, I just it, have it. that like computer face. But I used got to it. when I'm just out, like be more open. So people, way more people would talk to me. And I just be like, ah, blah, blah, blah. it's also a different time too. Like, you know, we've because uh, of COVID, we've all been kind of secluded from people. So we yeah. don't really remember how to be cordial, civil act oh, in yeah. society anymore uh which which is sad because now it's like everyone i and i joke with my parents about this i feel like everyone's like a mutant of what they used to be yeah, everyone real. has changed since covid like it's not like the usual friendliness is i mean there were mean people but now there's more mean people oh yeah resting bitch face that treat you rudely and it's just it's so interesting the times so disclaimer, so hey, if you see me here and you see me smiling, you see me somewhere else, I'm not smiling or have resting bitch face, maybe. Um, because just smile, maybe I'll smile back. <laughs> just for a moment. Because sometimes there's been a time, like some people don't realize they have it. Uh, sometimes I'm like, hey, like, how's your day going? I say something to like the person behind the counter or whatever, because you seem, you know, stressed or whatever. And right. then they're like, oh my God, really? And then they're like, don't realize that maybe Jay had just 20 other customers that were just horrible and they're stressed, but actually they're yeah. actually really nice. So sometimes you can peel the layers of people with the, the Libra charm. <laughs> we we uh, we have layers. We're like ogres. <laughs> like Shrek. You know, and, and that's another thing is like, you know, when you see people like that, you kind of have to remind them of like humanity and they're like, oh, well, I hope you have a nice day or say something yeah. nice to them. And then and like literally you like night and day, their like expression changes and they're like, oh, thank you, you too. And like, and, and yeah. I've done that all throughout the pandemic. It's like, I always had to be like, how's your day going? Like, how, how are you? How's your day? Yeah. Um, what else did I say? I'm like, oh, do you have long on your shift? Like have yeah. anything? You know, and, and, and it's interesting that people get like a, oh, you actually care kind mm -hmm. of like reaction to that, especially like after the pandemic, like everyone's just trying to get through the day. And yeah. it's just like, you know, it's it's sad that people lost that humanity in, in them, you know. Bringing it back person by person. I always say if it's just one person, doesn't matter if it's the videos, you know, you and I make or on the street, like you said, just ask someone genuinely if they're like how they're feeling and right. like, actually listen, not just like say it like I like your shirt and move on. Even though I like your shirt can still be nice. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's, a, it's a conversation nice. starter. Yeah. Um, I can't believe we went, we gotten through <laughs> so many things and we really, I love it because I always just talk myself about all the things and the experiences I had. So to see it from someone who actually grew up in the United States, in California, in such a cultural environment, going through the opposite of what I went through. It's so nice. So I think I'm going to name this episode, What's Your Flavor? I kind of like it. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. That's a good one. I and, feel like, the, what, was, what was that name? Craig, Craig something? Craig? The, oh, yeah, yeah, Craig David. Yeah, <laughs> I like that song. Yeah. <laughs> and um, to round this off, uh, my son said earlier something, and I, I really liked it. It was so sweet. He he saw something like somebody having a, a a school bus, and they turned it into a house. And I showed him that a voice actress on Instagram that we follow each other kind of did the same. So he's like, "Mom, um, this person does the same as your uh, your coworker." I was like, "What coworker?" And he like explained it. I was like, oh, it's so sweet. So now my voice actor friends are my coworkers. I like it. So I'm just going to be like. Well, it, it's also manifestation because actually they could be your coworkers. Yeah, you know? so sweet. Like, you never know about that. The industry is, is, is very, um, 
very big, but very small at the same time. Like everyone knows each other. So yeah. like, it, or, or knows of each other at least. So it's, it's just good to like have a good commonality like that. It, de it definitely is. So I love this. So I know this won't be the last time that, uh, uh, we talk on here or in general, and I'm definitely going to bring you back for a VO Corner episode sometime yes, uh, in there, and then we can do more of that. <laughs> so thank you so We totally much. love that. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful day out today. Uh, it's not too muggy, hopefully, because it's muggy in California, you said earlier. Which yeah, well, actually, now the sun's piercing out, so hopefully it's, uh, you know, but we also have California fires right now unfortunately so uh, it's just a, a bunch of things but yeah thank you i hope you have an awesome day too in hey, florida thank you and took you then bye yeah, bye